It's time now for Super Psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmarakarpell.com. And today is Sunday, May the 27th, and it's Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start of summer, and I hope that you're all staying safe and cool wherever you might be. It's a really hot day here in Austin, Texas, and we are back in beautiful, hot Austin, Texas, where the mercury is rising, um, and we are staying cool in our Austin studio, and Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this show, is here with us to make sure everything runs smoothly, and we have another great program in store for you. In a little while after the break, we'll be joined from British Columbia by John Kazander of Help for Hidden Disabilities Services Life Skills Coach Training Center to talk about health and wellness for professionals through preventing stress, burnout, and compassion fatigue. And then later on in the program, we'll be joined live in the studio Right here um, in the studio, we will have musician Joe James, and he will be talking about his music, what he's up to, and we'll be playing some of his original music for you. And along the way, I will talk about peaceful so that we can be the change that we want to see in the world with kindness and compassion while not experiencing the compassion fatigue that our guests will have spoken about. All right. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855-345-4720. That's 855-345-4720. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air to my guests. Um, And my email address is drmara, that's D-R-M-A-R-A, at drmarakarpel.com, D-R-M-A-R-A-K-A-R-P-E-L.com. And be sure to get your questions to me um, via the phone or email while the guest is still on the program so he can answer it for you and if you want to hear this evening's program again you can go to my website drmarakartel.com and the podcast will be posted later tonight along with all of the website links given by my guests on the program and you can hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends if you go directly to blogtalkradio.com D-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years and for information from previous programs to um, find out what's coming up soon in uh, future programs to read my blog in thriveglobal.com and in Huffington Post to read about my upcoming book 
to watch videos. You can do all of that by going to my website, drmaricartel.com. And you can also listen to all of the shows that we have done here on Blog Talk Radio if you go directly to blogtalkradio.com slash yourgoldenyears. And if you want to find out the latest information about upcoming shows um, or any blogs that are posted, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years. And to find out any information about my upcoming books and stay on top of the news, follow me on Facebook at The Passionate Life by Dr. Mara Carpell. So there are those two Facebook pages, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, and The Passionate Life by Dr. Mara Carpell. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and with caregivers. And for the past few years, I've also been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And part of the time, my office is in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And for information about this really great resource for veterans and for veterans' families, you can check out their website at heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have a question or something that you feel that I should know about? Well, you can send me an email to drmara at drmaracartel.com or you can go through my website at drmaracartel.com and click on contact or you can call me at 512-626-6973. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakewood, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909, or you can send him an email to rdevere at rdeve at austin.rr.com, and his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. All right, so we're going to take a brief break. We're going to run a few of the commercials from our sponsors. And when we come back, we'll be joined from Columbia by John Cassander of Help for Hidden Disability Services to talk about preventing stress, burnout and compassion fatigue so don't go anywhere we'll be right back super psychologist dr mara carpell will be back after words from our sponsors 
about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years, specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia. Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the facts. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we're back. If you're just joining just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden ears right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us on the phone from British Columbia, we have John Sander to talk about Hello, how are you? burnout. Hello, I'm great. Great to have you on the program. Thank you. How are things up in British Columbia? Oh, it's wonderful. We have uh, summer, summer weather yeah. finally. So uh, I live a little bit in the mountains, like Strakona Park. So it's uh, it's a little colder than than most of the Vancouver Island, but um, right now it's nice. Yeah, it's, we're burning up down here, so <laughs> I'm a little jealous. <laughs> it's close yeah. to hundred. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on this program this afternoon. I think that, you know, the topic that you are that you have to discuss is really important. Um, you know, we talk a lot about helping clients with all kinds of issues and, and being a caregiver and um but I think the topic of taking care of caregivers um and professional caregivers is really important. Um so before we jump into that, maybe you can give our listeners a little bit of information about your background. Well, I, I've i been a professional life coach since 2000. Um, I worked with people from all walks of life, from uh, being marginalized um, with special needs or even towards uh, people with uh, highly specialized skills or even people that are, were CEOs. So for me, it, it doesn't matter who I work with. Uh, when it comes to stress and burnout and compassion fatigue, it's, it's, I think it's important for everybody. Mm-hmm. I, so, yeah, go ahead. Okay, no, no, go ahead. I have been a, a caregiver for a very long time, since I started at age six, basically. And um, I've been caring for caring for people that um, have are going through burnout and um, high stress. So it, it's something that I, I know intimately. Mhm. Mhm. 
So maybe you can, you know, talk a little bit about what this phenomena, these phenomena are, stress, um, burnout, and compassion fatigue, especially when it comes to professionals. Well, there are a few things that, um, there are a few different things. You got stress, uh, you have burnout, you have compassion fatigue, you have also what is, I would say is called PTSD transference, and then you have burnt out stage. Mm-hmm. And um, all five are different. The, 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 the symptoms are different, the definition is different, but a lot of times when it comes to caregivers who are caring for other people who are struggling in life, quite often those um, different forms of stress start to start to intermingle, like 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 they almost like become a one. And uh, and so when when we talk about compassion fatigue or, or burnout, a lot of people says, "Well, I'm burned out," but they don't really know if it's actually burnout or is it compassion fatigue. Okay, so so what are the differences? The differences between, like, I'll give you, I'll start with stress. Stress is more a, a physical sensation that rushes through your body. Uh, some people might uh, see it, feel it as a, as a tingling, a, a tightening, a choking, um, like a freight train rushing through your body. So that's more a physical sensation. Burnout is actually a, a process of where you you are okay and at the end you end up in like you you drop down into you hit bottom so it's it's, it's actually a process of an uh, emotional and psychological and physical uh, deterioration um, compassion fatigue is an is a unique it's i would i would call it a unique animal it, it is because you're you're dealing with stress, you're dealing with burnout, but you also are emotionally invested in it. So when you are experiencing compassion fatigue, it actually hits you harder, deeper, and longer than a burnout. Okay. Uh, compassion fatigue is, uh, because I'll give an example. Say, Say a, a person has to take care of a, a sick child for a long period of time, or perhaps a lifetime of the child, or an, an elder. Then you're dealing with a um, a process that not only wears on you, but also it you have a bit of a, a grieving process included, especially when mm-hmm. you're dealing with an older person. So now right. you, now you. Right, so it's not it's not just stress, it's not just burnout. It is like the you're in, it's almost like you feel you're being drained from your emotions, and at the end, you you are completely exhausted, empty. Like mm-hmm. and and when you when you get to that stage, then the burnout stage at that moment, your life is actually in danger. Oh wow! Okay, okay. How is it in danger? 
how how does a life comes in danger when you're burnout state when you are completely burned out you have no energy left you don't even know what is up and what is down mm-hmm. um you're you're completely have an, have an apathy for your others people but you also have an apathy about yourself you don't really care about yourself anymore and um all you want to do is escape that 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 place and quite mm-hmm. often what happens then often people will have suicide ideation or they will do suicide attempts mm-hmm. just to get out because they can't handle it anymore right right okay um and what is PTSD transference? PTSD transference is where, say, as a caregiver, you're working with people who are uh, dealing with PTSD mm-hmm. or dealing with high trauma or um, daily chronic struggles of uh, of living life. Eventually, this, that starts to wear on you you are actually will lower your healthy boundaries as a therapist or as a caregiver. And what that might do is they their load, the patient's load comes onto your shoulders now. You start to take it on as a personal thing. It might trigger a long-time suppressed PTSD episode that you had yourself, or it mm-hmm. might trigger where an, it was an unknown PTSD trauma in your life, and now it comes bubbling up. So, and uh, some, that will take you um, totally by surprise. So are these all, um, you know, Issues that are dealt with by care by um, professionals like doctors, psychologists, therapists, or they also family family um, you know spouses or just the you know children of people who have these symptoms. Everybody who is in the caregiving role, and most of us are in a caregiving role one time or another might be dealing with something like this. Okay. Okay. Um like for instance um say say the, uh, there's a it's a couple that has some uh, kids and they're teenagers so that you you're worried about the teenagers, you have your elders, uh, your parents that are getting older so they need more mm-hmm. help. Now you now you are the sandwich generation. So you have to take care right. of the younger ones, and you have to take care of the older ones. Then you have to take care of yourself. Then you have to take care of the relationship that you have with each other. Then you have to take care of your work. And you start to get yourself spreading thin and thinner. Mm-hmm. And then there is a crash and fatigue right there. Because you don't know, you got so many hats that you're wearing, and you don't even know sometimes which hat you want to wear or need to wear. Mm-hmm. So quite often the caregiving role becomes a caretaking role, and you don't know how to switch back either, either way. 
So that creates a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, and that just feeds the the cycle of burnout. Mm -hmm. Now, I know when we spoke, what you said to me was that, and you have this even on your... uh, your information on LinkedIn, (laughs) that it's not a matter of if you will um, have any of these issues with stress or burnout, but a matter of when. Correct. So can you you explain that? I I believe everyone will have a a period of burnout in their life. And... um, I believe that the stress and burnout are two tools of the body to actually help you stay healthy. <laughs> and this is so ironic because a lot of people say no you have to do whatever it takes to avoid feeling stressed and avoid feeling burnout. Mm-hmm. But but the the stress and burnout are actually teaching us, the, especially the mind, to say, okay, this is the perimeter that we can work with. The body will always tell you the truth. It will never lie to you. And often what we do, as prof- especially as professionals and, say, as, as therapists or as caregivers, we tend to say, you know, I don't have time for this. I need to take care of my patient. I need to take care of my client. I need to take care of my loved one. So you do the mind over matter, and mm-hmm. eventually the bottom will fall out, and then at that moment the 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 matter will take over the mind. The body will say, "You better sit down because I'm in charge now." And if you're not right. willing to listen to that, if you're not, then then you really are playing with fire mm-hmm. because you're really, if it's not helping you, it's harming you. And a lot of people don't realize that. So so how would somebody know that they're reaching this point? What are some of the signs that, hey, I need to do something about this or I need to take a break or, um, what it, or get some help? What are the symptoms? The moment you start to notice that you start to suppress your thoughts, your feelings, that you are trying to stay professional, that you're trying to follow your training as a, as a, as a, as a caregiver or a therapist, the moment you start to realize that's happening, at that moment you not only have to think about seek, seeking professional help, but you actually have to seek and make an appointment to make seek a, a counselor. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. You you will go into a place where you start to feel numb. And once you start to feel numb, then the next uh, phase of the burnout process is called indifference. And mm-hmm. indifference is a game changer. The moment you start to feel indifferent, like nothing, well, it doesn't matter anymore, nothing really, like I can't change anything, you're in that spot, then stress management becomes actually stress mismanagement. At that moment, you really are on 
on the downward slope of, of the burnout and you don't have a clue what's going to happen after that. But the mm-hmm. next phase is apathy. And apathy is where you start to care less about others, but more you start to care less about yourself. And after that, you start to use whatever it takes. So you will go back in addictive behaviors. You might fall back on, uh, into an addiction. And you do whatever it takes just to to do something, just to be alive, just to maintain yourself. But you mm. you actually are losing control more and more and more. So, you know, I think, you know, and we discussed this um, when we first talked on the phone that that not only does that apathy and, you know, indifference hurt yourself, but if you're in a helping profession, it's going to help hurt the people that you're trying to help, won't it? But you, 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 the moment you start to lose the ability to take care of yourself, you start to losing the ability to take care of others. Mm-hmm. And not only that, when you start to, when you are not taking uh, responsibility and accountability on your own well-being, you actually put your charges in danger as well. Mm-hmm. So this is a two, a two-edged sword. Like, I really believe in order to be an effective caregiver of others, I have to be an effective caretaker for myself. And that also means if I lose the ability to take care of myself, I also lose the ability to take to give care to others. Right, right. And we've talked about that. You know, I, I noticed that in, in, and as you said, it's not if it will happen, it's when. And, and I see that, I saw that a lot when my dad was sick and was, was in the hospital in, in New York where it was very busy. And I'm sure that the people mm-hmm. who work in those hospitals are just so overwhelmed. Um, and not only, you know, I, I was looking at it as a person, from the perspective of how they were harming um, my dad and and you know and all of us who were dealing with the stress and the family, but I'm sure that it, they were also harming themselves. And you talk about it in this way, you know, pe- there were there was a lot of indifference and people not paying attention or not even listening to, you know, what was said. Um, mm-hmm. So when you put it in this light, it uh, I can see now where it's coming from. Yeah, when you when you are in that mode and you're still working in your fields, when you are past the indifference, the apathy thing, you are you go on automation. Everything becomes automatic. There's no uh, there's less emotion and mm-hmm. isolation, and you just do your work because. You have to get that paycheck in. So it is like it's a revolving door. Like um, a lot of um, professionals, uh, um, when they experience burnout once, then they they fear it. And so the fear of having another one actually, actually makes you get there faster. And mm-hmm. they, so, uh, like, 
I was talking to an, uh, a nurse, and she says, um, I feel tired in my job, but mentally I'm okay. And as the moment I ask her, so what is it? can you describe what you feel in your body? And where is it? She says, it's all over. And I said, well, that sounds more like passion fatigue to me than burnout. It sounds more like compassion fatigue than just stress. Uh-huh. Because... Right, because you, you feel it in your whole being. Compassion fatigue is, is uh, it's like an, an it's like an, a body, mind, spiritual experience, and it is fatigued. The whole your whole person is fatigued. Mm-hmm. It's indescribable. Something if you if you I never felt it before, it's 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 not a place I would like to go back. To be honest. Right. So, so what what can people do to, um, you know, prevent it if it's at all possible, or minimize it, or you know, know immediately when to get help or what help to get? Well, first, I'd like to say that I don't believe that avoiding stress and burnout is healthy. Okay. Because it's a natural occurrence of the body, because it is something that happens from time to time, we have to learn from it and learn with it. So we have to learn to live with it. It is part of of, of nature. Trying to suppress it, trying to control it, trying to mean, um, deny it, trying to ignore it, actually makes it worse. Hmm. And it gives you a false sense of security okay because burnout will happen and if you're not learning from it then you will never really grow as a person you just all you know all you learn is how to ignore it and that doesn't work okay and that will have an adverse reaction on your on the health of your body and that's not good either Mm -hmm. so what I do tell people is say, uh, quite often I ask them, do you journal? And, and a lot of people said, no, I don't, or yes, I do. And so I always teach them to journal with a purpose. And that's using your cognitive triangle, so your, your thoughts, your feelings, and your reactions. Uh-huh. And, and so when people are writing about an event that happened during the, the day or that day, it could be a, a positive event or it could be a negative event, but you have to write about both. You have to write, and you have to write in in a, in a sequence that is natural to you. So if it's if if you are in high stress mode, and you you first you have a thought and then a feeling and then a reaction, then you write it that way. If you have a reaction and, a, and then a feeling and then a thought, you write it that way. It doesn't matter as long as you write it in your natural way of doing it. And over time, that journaling with a purpose actually will become a tool because you can read back and say, oh, I did it there and I did it there and the circumstances were similar. So what is the pattern here? Then you start to see, see the patterns coming up. And then you can, that will tell you how, you how you're reacting to stress in, in general. 
And then okay. I also would like to I like to put it out there that stress is not negative and stress is not positive. It is a neutral form of source of energy from the body. It's how we react to it that gives us the positive or the negative experience. Right. So by knowing that, then you don't have to fear the stress. You just have to learn to react to it in a different way. Because if you can actually use the energy of the stress wisely and effectively, you can change your direction in your life and you can, you can actually move a mountain if you have to. Mm-hmm. And so learning that stress is actually something, and I really believe that stress is my long-time companion in my life. Right. Stress is there the moment I'm conceived till the moment I die. There's no such thing as a stress-free moment in my life. So I don't have to even look for it. Secondly, I do believe that stress, as it, because it is an energy, I, I cannot contain energy, I cannot control energy, I cannot even manage energy. So I cannot even manage my own stress because it just rushes through my body when it happens. You cannot manage that. You can only react to it. Mm-hmm. So then I say, okay, then stress management itself is not needed. And that gives me also freedom. So if I don't use the stress management per se, then I say, okay, what can I do that I that will help me? And that is self-care. Self-care is a voluntary action on something that's happening to you and that keeps you safe, that keeps you healthy. And it's up to a person to choose which self-care strategy actually works for them. Mm-hmm. But it comes from a point of view of saying stress is just stress. It's just a healthy resource of energy that I can use. Right. Right. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, we if we had no stress in our life, life would be boring. We wouldn't, you know, well, nothing would change. Well, if you have no stress in your life, you would not be alive. <laughs> you wouldn't be alive, exactly. <laughs> You're actually dead. And and, right. and that's the thing. Uh, like, it's... If you say, I don't have no stress in my life, then then you're basically, you you don't even know that you have stress in your life. Because the body is in constant need. So what are some of the self-care things that people can do? Well, there there are many forms. Um, But the most important self-care is self-knowledge. Uh-huh. You really have to understand how, uh, when that stress comes in your life, how are you reacting to it? So that's mm-hmm. why the the journaling is really important. Um, I would suggest that someone, uh, you know, hire a coach or hire a counselor so you can talk about certain uh, harder issues in your life. So you start to see maybe some insight from an other person's perspective. Um, journaling is important. Uh, 
So that, that's more the interpersonal skill sets that you need to build. Uh, mm-hmm. I would suggest healthy living, of course, meditation. Right. If you want to do yoga, you do yoga. If you want to do walking, you do walking. If you want hiking, do hiking. But also interacting with other people. I think we are we are social beings, and I think interacting with other be other people that you that you have common interest in that's very important for for your whole well being. Mhm. Mhm. Right. So and volunteering, that volunteering, yeah. like giving something that is freely giving yeah. that gives you a, an uplifting, um, mm-hmm. uplifting energy. That's that's actually is really good. Right. Yeah, those are all the things that I talk about here. <laughs> so. Yeah. Having a balanced life, basically. Yeah, have have a have a life that is, that is livable. Mhm. That's like mm-hmm. that, that works for you. Right. If it doesn't work right. for you, t- tweak it. But I, I really believe that like self care, and that's why I call about I talk about self care strategies. It's not self care strategy. You right. cannot have one strategy for self-care because then it becomes a form of st- stress management. Mm-hmm. Self-care mm-hmm. strategies mm-hmm. is is like resourceful options rather than working towards a solution. Right, right, and and having balance in your life so it's not just focused on the on the caregiving. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, uh, yeah. So. And, and that caretaking, so you have to have both. Mhm, mhm. So, so John, I understand. You know, when, we can talk about this for a while, but I really want to get to have a moment to talk about what you do. Um, if people, I know you have this coaching and consultation um, company. If people are interested in consulting with you, do they need to live in live near you in British Columbia, or do you do any of these workshops or consulting long distance? I do it via the phone or Skype or Zoom, whatever works. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's not a All right. So if, if listeners are interested in, in having some coaching from you or – or even participating in a workshop for a wellness program, how can they how can they do that? Well the best way to is uh, to email me. Mhm. And um my email I'll say it out loud first and then I'll I'll spell it for you. Okay. So the email is free yourself from stress at gmail dot com. Okay. And it's 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 free yourself from stress, so with double F in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it's just saying the words. Okay. And um, that would be the best way. And then um, just if they can just write something what they're dealing with, and then I'll uh, reply them within a day, and um, and then we can go from there. Okay, great. And I'm going to post that um, your email address on my web post about this program, so 
if people didn't have a pen and paper, they can go later, and that will be there. Um, yeah. So they can contact you. Uh, well, thank you so much for for coming on the program and talking about this topic. I think it's a real, and it's it's been helpful for me as a you know working with people with PTSD to hear a lot you know a lot of what you've said. I think it's really important for um, anybody working in the helping professions or who is a caregiver in their personal life. Um, yes. So thank you so much. Well, thank and, you, um, Mara, for having me at, uh, right. on your program. I really all appreciate right. it. And um, you have a wonderful evening. Well, thank you, and you have a wonderful day as well. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Thank bye. You, bye-bye. All right, so we're going to take a brief break, and we have lots more to come, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. And we're back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpel and your golden years right here on drmaricarpel.com and on blogtalkradio.com. And um, before I go on to talk about my topic, I just want to fill you in on, on news. So, my book is coming out this summer on ebook and the hard launch where you can get the ebook and the an actual book in hand um, from any of your favorite booksellers that sell books online um, will be in October. And the title of the book is The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age. And I will be headed to L.A. in a couple of weeks to meet with the publisher and with my writing coach, Kathy Sparrow, and we'll be strategizing about how to get the book out to more people and about some of the courses that I'm creating based on the book. So stay tuned for more news about the book when it comes out and and what's up after the book comes out. I'm really excited about it, putting the finishing touches Uh, polishing it up to get it to um, the people who do the layout. So this is really fun. Um, Aside from that, I think that that's the main thing right now. And also I just want to mention, if you haven't gone to my website yet, um, if you go to my website, you will get a pop-up window 
to download a free um, guided meditation that I recorded. And all you have to do is put in your email address and you'll immediately get an email with an MP3. And that is free. And when you put in your email address, you will be on my mailing list. You can find out all of the latest information about the book when it comes out and all of that. But you have the option to opt out of it so that you won't you can cancel that mailing list subscription immediately. So you don't have to get that in order to um to use the um the free download. So feel free to just download it and you can decide whether or not you want to get the newsletter. Um if you want to get the newsletter I think it's a good thing because I will have some free some freebies and discounts um, through the newsletter that is only available through the newsletter and um, and you'll also get all the latest updates. All right. So on to what I want to talk about and this is this is kind of related to what John Cassander was just discussing um, about compassion fatigue and burnout and it's um, it's on a broader scale of caregiving and caring, and that is about what's going on in, in the world and people around us and, you know, and watching the news and becoming fatigued by the things that we see in the news. So, and it's also related to, um, you know, this is Memorial Day weekend, and for many it's the unofficial start of summer. People are out at the beaches and the lakes and barbecuing. Um, the real meaning is the celebration of those who have served the nation and have passed away. And it's, it's generally a holiday that has mixed feelings for obvious reasons. We're celebrating and we're remembering those we miss. Um, and, it's, um, and I think right now it's, it's a bittersweet time for our country because there are so many things going on that are – really disturbing whenever we turn on the news we hear about violence and um and people are arguing with each other or you stand in line at the supermarket and you don't know if someone next to you is going to start an argument or a fight because someone else online in that line might not look the same or speak the same language so there's a lot of turmoil, and no matter political affiliation, it really has nothing to do with that. Anyone with compassion feels deep sadness when they when they see these things going on or when they watch the news um, and see the violence and, you know, and feel the anger between people who, you know, might have been your friend. Um you know, and then, you know, as John was talking about um, having compassion very often leads to um, feeling feeling burned out or even having compassion fatigue when it's ongoing and constant. Um, it's not something that we want to avoid. We don't want to become indifferent. If we become indifferent and apathetic about what's going on around us and the the suffering that we see around us in people, um, then that's just a sign of what John has just talked about of being compassion fatigue or burnt out. And it's not healthy 
for us, and it's certainly not healthy for our society and our country and our world when we give up and we stop caring. Um, We need to care. But how do we stay balanced? How do we keep that from leading to fatigue? Um, So, you know, I I wrote about this in my book. I have a chapter about it, and I have a blog about it. I've talked about it here, about how to deal with all the negative news. And so I want to give some tips for, um, for for what might help. Um, to deal with all of the negative news. But I, I want to say, I want to preface it by saying these tips are not meant as a way to escape or run away from what's happening. Um, I think it's really important to stay very um, mindful of everything that's going on and to become part of the solution um, to create a kinder, world. And um, so running away is, and numbing ourselves just leads to um, addictions, as, as John was talking about. And really, we can only hide for so long when before reality comes knocking and, and knocks us right over. Um, so, you know, creating a positive change is really important. Um, We need to have more kindness and compassion in the world in order to make the world better. And that won't come about by being apathetic or not caring or numbing ourselves um, with substances or numbing ourselves through sports. You know, there's um, some professional sporting event almost every day of the year. And a lot of people get really numbed by that. That becomes their total focus. Or just watching TV all the time um, or getting caught up in technology and sitting on social media um, and, you know, the computer or playing computer games all the time. I blame these things partially for um, having to do with things being out of whack, that people are – losing touch with reality. And, um, you know, I think it's really important to be mindful and not lose touch, but we need to take care of ourselves so that we remain compassionate and don't become fatigued by the compassion. And, And as John was saying, you know, we will become fatigued at times. We will be start to feel burnout, but we and we need to notice it and be able to take care of ourselves. So I think, you know, I had come up with this talk um, before John was on the show, but I think that my main theme of how to deal with um, all of the negative news going on in the world and in our country and in our neighborhoods um, is, by, is by maintaining balance in our lives. So so I think, first of all, it's important to accept reality and know that it's really going on because uh, the, the most distress that occurs occurs when we fight against reality, that we don't believe that it's happening, we don't want to accept 
what's happening. We try to hide from it, and then it comes knocking on our door. We don't think these things will happen to us, and then they do. Um, or happen in our neighborhood or to our friends, our family. Um, so we have to accept reality or else we will be much worse off when when the reality is in our face. Um, and we need to feel what we feel. We need to be aware of what we're feeling and, uh, and accept our feelings about what's happening as um, valid. So if we feel sad, um, about what we see or we feel angry, we need to accept that those feelings are real. And as David, Dr. David Ricco, um, who was on this program a couple of years ago, and he wrote a book, The Five Things We Cannot Change, um, what he wrote in his book is a reminder of what the spiritual masters have been telling us for centuries. Pain is a given of life. And um, so... If we avoid feeling it rather than embracing it, he points out in the book, it will cause even more suffering. And um, and what I've seen with my clients, in fact, who have been through traumatic situations in their own life, they try, you know, the brain has a way of trying to take care of us by numbing our emotions. But when we numb our emotions to the negative, we can't, you know, we cannot pick out, if we decide to numb ourselves or our brain decides to numb us, um, we can't decide which emotions to feel and which ones not to. When, when our emotions are numb, all of them are numb. So that means that we can't feel positive emotions either. We don't feel love or joy or happiness. And I think, that's part of what John was talking about in, in compassion fatigue is that we give up, we feel apathetic. So numbing is is not a good um, outcome and it's not a good tool to use. And if you're starting to feel numb, then that's the point where you might need some help with this. And as Jack Cornfield wrote in his book, The Wise Heart, Acceptance allows us to relax and open to the facts before us. It doesn't mean that we cannot work to improve things, but just now this is what is so. Um, And being aware and awake is a courageous step in the process of transformation. So first thing is being aware, not living in a bubble, allowing ourselves to feel in grief, and allowing ourselves to feel compassion, to really feel other people's pain is important in being part of the solution. And then the second um, tip that I will give you is to avoid social media debates. And I have learned this the hard way. I've gotten pulled into debates. And I think that um, it's really important not to because there are many people who will try to um, keep things going just because they enjoy debating. Well, you may feel bad about the things that are being said to you, and people say really nasty, negative things to other people when they're behind the um, the safe computer screen. So they don't, you know, they say things that maybe they wouldn't say in person or we hope that they wouldn't say in person. 
Um, and a good way to avoid getting pulled into an argument on social media when somebody has is, is crossing the line um, is to delete or hide from view any negative comments that they make on uh, that they make on social media, or delete people who are trying to constantly cause arguments with you. There is no benefit. You're not going to convince this person to to change their mind. There isn't anything positive that will come out of it. It will just wear you down. Your energy is needed in other places. And don't feed the trolls. So there are people on the Internet who purposely go around trying to cause trouble, and they really don't necessarily believe what they say. They just Their whole goal is to bully and to make people feel bad. So just don't respond because when you respond, um, then they know that they have a target and they will continue to target you. If you don't respond, they have no satisfaction and so they will leave you alone. Um, I do, you know, in addition to being aware of what's going on, I do think balance is important, and it's important to take a break from bad news by looking for good news. Um, You know, the glass is not half empty or half full. It's both. And so we really need to pay attention to the positive as well as know what's going on um, negatively. So take a bad news break and do something really good. Find out positive news. Read some positive websites like Deepak Chopra's website or Eckhart Tolle. They write um, very positive um, blogs and have YouTube videos. Or go to your local bookstore and ask for topics that are positive. Um, to balance out all of the negative things that are going on in the world and, and give you that that feeling that it's not all bad and to give you that energy and the ability to keep on going and to continue to have compassion. And then find meaning. Get involved. It's much more, um, you're more likely to have compassion fatigue or burnout about bad news if you're sitting at home and watching TV or what reading it on social media than if you actually get out and become part of the solution. Um, the, the, the best way to avoid depression is through action. So if you feel really strongly about a topic, about something that's going on in the world, then join uh, a group of like-minded people and get involved and see how your action together in a group can really make a difference in the world and that is one of the best ways of combating compassion fatigue. Um, as John just talked about, volunteer. So if you volunteer to help other people, um, it immediately gives you the energy and the positive feeling um, that you want to go out and help more and more people. So um, volunteer for a cause that is important to you or just volunteer um, to do something to help your neighbor. So it doesn't have to be a big cause. It doesn't have to be part of a massive demonstration. Help your neighbors. Volunteer in a soup kitchen. Volunteer at a 
senior community in a nursing home. All of these things um, help to increase your positive view and your ability to see that you do make a difference. So part of the um, burnout, I think, in hearing about all of the bad news is that feeling of helplessness and that we can't do anything to make a difference. So when we volunteer and we um, spend time actually helping people, then we see that we really do make a difference. And then, you know, as, a, as we were talking about, having balance is, is really important. So part of that balance is finding time to do things that you enjoy, um, finding time to relax or meditate or do some yoga, do some slow breathing. Here's a quick slow breathing technique that can immediately help to calm you down when you're feeling stress going on in the world. Um, it's alternate nostril breathing. So place your right thumb on your right nostril, closing it, and gently and slowly breathe in through your left nostril. Hold that for two or three seconds, and then gently and slowly breathe out through your left nostril. And then place your right ring finger on your left nostril, holding it, and gently slowly breathing in through your right nostril, and then out through your right nostril. So in through in um, through your left, out through your left, and then in through your right, out through your right. And repeat this nine times. Um, and this will have an immediate effect on your nervous system. So when you're feeling stressed out by the news, turn off the news and do some sort of relaxation technique so that you can regain your energy and you can be part of the solution once again. Um, and then being kind. So volunteering is part of this. Kindness can actually save our world. Um, as the Buddhist website Parami writes, in a world menaced by all kinds of destructiveness, love Loving kindness in deed, word, and thought is the only constructive means to bring concord, peace, and mutual understanding. Um, the catch is that the benefits of being kind and being generous, um, having, you know, give, um, showing kind gestures to other people, um, is that it won't work, it won't bring you benefit if you expect anything in return for your kind or generous act. So if you expect even a thank you, or you expect somebody to do something in return for you, if you feel that if I do this, then, then um, good things will happen for me, if you give somebody money because they say that they can't, they have no money to buy food, and you follow them to make sure that they buy food with that money rather than, you know, alcohol or drugs. If you have any of those expectations, then the benefit of your generosity and kindness will be null and void. So you really have to practice giving without any expectation whether you're giving your time, your money, 
a kind gesture, random acts of kindness, uh, volunteering, any of those things. Don't expect anything in return except to feel good about it. That's the one thing that you'll get in return if you don't expect anything from that person, and that is that you'll, you will feel good. And there, are, there is actually research that shows that um, by helping other people without expectation, um, your body releases um, chem- chemicals, those really wonderful feel-good chemicals, endorphins, um, that are pain relievers and mood elevators, and they call that the helper's high. So when you see that you're doing something to help another person, you experience the helper's high. And it, and you're doing something for another person, and having that seen by other people um, is extremely beneficial for the world. You're not only are you helping that person, but you're helping those other people. And they call that the Mother Teresa effect. So there was a study where people watched on video Mother Teresa um, performing generous acts of kindness. And those people who watched that video had a release in their body of a higher amount of immunoglobin A, which is um, what is our natural immune-boosting chemical. So when you have more immunoglobin A, you actually fight off disease. Um, so it's actually healthy to witness other people performing acts of kindness. So when we perform acts of kindness, see it, we're, we're helping ourselves. We feel really good. We're helping the people, of course, that we're helping, and then we're helping all the people that witness it. Um, so I just want to mention one more thing, and I think that this is really um, a really wonderful thing that I had never heard of before, that in 1988, the World Kindness Movement, which is a non-governmental organization of the United Nations, introduced World Kindness Day. And this is celebrated around the world every year on November the 13th. And on that day, we're invited to commit at least one random act of kindness. Now, of course, I, I think that one random act of kindness every single day, 365 days a year, would have even a greater effect. Um, you know, we're certainly living in unsettling and uncertain times. And, you know, it can be very disturbing and um, make us feel as if we have no power and no control. But I really believe that love prevails even when things appear and um, we can really help the world just by being kind and showing kindness and generosity to the people around us. And we can, we can together, if we're all doing this, we can heal the world one act of kindness at a time. So I hope that's helpful. I know that, you know, things have been really 
uh, in turmoil lately. Whenever we watch the news, we're constantly reminded of that. Don't ignore what's happening in the world, but make it a point to balance that with the positive and to be part of the positive change. All right. So on that note, we're going to take a brief break. And when we come back, we have positive going on in the studio. Um, Musician Joe James is here, and he's going to be joining me to talk about his music, and we're going to be playing some of his music. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Sixth Street. I need to get home to my bed. Damn, this whiskey. I think that it's on my head. Hey, do you miss me? Do you even know who I am? It's been a long night and now I'm trying to fight. Feeling that I can't win. I think of you. Need another drink to drown this blues. Take me to the river and wash my pain. Yeah, and won't you make me feel? Won't you make me feel? Yeah, make me feel whole again. Southern moon's calling my name Damn, these streetlights About to drive me insane You're not gonna miss me I won't even cross your lane Here's to another night Where I'll just try to fight Feeling that I can't win a drink to drown this blues Take me to the river Finally, on my head. 
City. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. And sitting here in the studio with me is musician Joe James. Good evening. Welcome, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your background, and then we'll talk about the song of yours we were just playing. Sure, yeah. I'm originally from, from Southern California, and that's where I grew up. I was born and raised in the Long Beach uh, area and uh, grew up in a musical family. My dad was a musician, started playing, um, started playing the bass guitar at, at eight years old and then kind of went from there and started playing, uh, playing in church. My dad was a pastor, so mm-hmm. started playing drums for the church and, and that just led me on this crazy musical journey right <laughs> yeah okay and you're um you have you've been performing yes and yeah all over the place all over the place mm-hmm. okay how long have you been performing professionally um professionally i would say since like 2011 mm-hmm. professionally uh in in the los angeles area and, and all over california um playing professionally in bands and in the studio and 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 writing and and doing music uh, as as a career professionally since 2011. Okay, yeah. and now you're here in Austin, Texas. Yes, thank goodness. What a place <laughs> to be. Yeah, if you're a musician, especially. Yeah, right. Yeah. So where do you play in Austin? Um, we play at a few places. Um, the main place is like like Moon Tower. We played um, at Speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Rattle Inn was shut down, uh-huh. unfortunately, um, and Thirsty Nick, but we played all over the place. Okay, yeah. so you're busy. Yes, yes, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. So we were just playing one of your songs, mm-hmm. um, Sixth Street, which we're, right now we are sitting here looking out on Sixth Street here we in are. Austin, Texas. So yeah, It looks like Sixth Street. Yeah. It looks like Sixth Street from the Cross <laughs> Tower. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that song? Oh, sure. Um, that song is one of those songs where it's like, it's it, don't judge a book by its cover or a song by its title. Okay. Really? So, Sixth Street is not specifically about Sixth Street. It's Sixth Street is where the story takes place. Okay. So, it all started, I was playing in a band, um, about a year and a half or two years ago called the Dirty Good and I was the lead singer for this band. And we were playing all these bars on Sixth Street and, and all around and I started having this this thought of I would see people and you know, Sixth Street gets packed on the weekends and there's just a a, a lot of people, college kids, people coming to the tourists that come to the city just to to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um and so I had this thought process of like, what if they're and sometimes I would feel this way. It's like, what if there is a person out there in the middle of so many people and so many people surrounding them, but they feel like they're the only person on Sixth Street, and because they're battling something, they're like battling mm-hmm. depression, or, or they're going mm-hmm. through something in their life. So the song is about a person that 
is in a place that is so crowded, just so happened to be Sixth Street, because that's where I started thinking it up. Right. Um, and that person is so alone. And it's actually not talking, it sounds like it's talking about a, and someone might get confused and think he's talking about a, a, a guy talking about a girl, girl talking about a guy, or whatever. Um, but he's actually, this person's actually talking about himself and how, how he can drink away the, the thought of him being so alone, mm-hmm. you know? So when it's saying like, um, I need, uh, here's to another night where I'll just try to fight the feeling that I get when I think of you, he's not talking about a person. He's talking, another person he's talking about himself. Mm-hmm. And so that's where that came from. But it's called sixth street because that's where the story is taking place. Right. Yeah. And I would bet that, on a crowded night on Sixth Street, there's more than one person that I'm sure. That yeah, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I felt that way a couple times, and I'm, mm-hmm. I was, you know, playing. There's people dancing, and I don't know what I was going through uh, at the time, but I just felt so alone in such a crowded place. Right. And you know, I'm like, if I need another whiskey to to make me not feel mm-hmm. this way, you know. And so yeah, basically, it's about about okay. that. I'm from New York. There's a lot of lonely people in the crowd. You're from New York? Yes. <laughs> one of the places right. I've been trying to get to. I, I, I and there are people. a lot of lonely people in a crowded city. Yeah. So yeah. In L.A. I understand. Like sure. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So on to more positive. <laughs> how, oh how, many, how many CDs have you, have you recorded? Um... I've recorded a handful of them. I, I can't keep track. Some of them were just for fun, but I think the ones that I would um, I would want people to know about, I would say about about three. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was one called Bad Road, and I recorded it with a couple of friends in L.A., uh, and then we released a single after that uh, called Love is Strong, which you can find um, on on iTunes if you just search Joe James. You, that, that song will come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I re- released an acoustic album, which was very like Bob Dylan based. It's very lyrical based. Mm-hmm. I focus mainly on on the lyrics more than um, more than the music. The music was very simplistic on that one because I wanted to focus strictly on lyric content. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's that one. You can find that one. And then there's this recent one uh, that I just released. Um, uh, in March, at the beginning of March, and I had help with my friend Nate Hazley and, and Cliff Frazier out in L.A., and I did everything remotely uh, from from my room, actually, mm-hmm. and I recorded everything, and I sent it, sent it back to them, and they, some of my friends in Los Angeles, put some parts on it, keys and, and, and cello and strings, and they produced it, uh, or co-produced it out there, and it was kind of a collaborative thing but back and forth we uh-huh. weren't in the same state so right. it's kind of cool. cool that was the first uh first time i've ever did ever done anything like that so it was very very um very interesting and it was, it was something that i've been wanting to do is to you know try that to see if i could record in my bedroom and then like send it off yeah to a friend or whatever uh so that was uh check off the bucket list uh-huh. but um <laughs> I'm actually, because I never, ever stop, I'm, uh, I'm recording another EP, mm-hmm. and that's strictly going to be based, in, uh, recorded in Austin, 
use musicians from Austin, mm. and it's I'm just gonna completely um, surround myself with the city and everything uh-huh. I have to do. Guess some guest spots with 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 artists that are. I was gonna name some names, but I haven't even asked them yet. Right. But okay. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm like some well-known artists around town and I'm going to ask them if they would like to come and guest spot on it. And uh-huh. I'm going to use a lot of musicians and I'm recording at my buddy's home studio that's here in Austin. So the next EP, which I'm very much looking forward to, and I know everyone always says like that, this one's going to be the, right. but, but of course we're, we're trying to outdo each other or we're trying uh-huh. to outdo what we did last time. Of course. Well, so yeah. Mm-hmm. The songs are better. And I think, it's just gonna you're gonna feel um that I've been living here mm-hmm. you know so it's it's gonna be great I, I'm looking great. forward to that one yeah it's gonna be a good one so we're gonna play another one of your songs that you sent oh, nice. um let's see she don't want you no she don't want you that's a funky one yeah it's kind of a funny funny lyrical content too but I I, I won't uh I won't go into that one it's just well I'll tell you it's brief it's, okay. It's a, it's a guy that's trying to pick up. It makes, basically, it's a, it's a woman's anthem. It's like you know, she's too good, too good for you. Okay. You know, kind of let her go because you know you can't, you can't handle a woman like that. <laughs> okay. All right. So that's right. what this is about. Okay. She don't want you. All right. All right. The next song. <laughs> Let's go, she don't want 
All right. And that was Joe James. And um, so, Joe, where are you playing? I know you have a lot coming up. So what are some of the shows Uh, you're doing? I'll name a few. Tomorrow, actually, I'll be uh, May 28th. Memorial Day, I'll be at Maggie Mays uh, doing a solo show from five to eight. Um, and it was, that one was booked, presented by the, the Tammy Miranda booking. Um, and then I'll be at, me and a full band will be at Speakeasy May 31st. And um, then I'll be at Neighbor's Kitchen and Yard. I think that's in how do you pronounce it? Bass, Bastrop. Bastrop. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be there, and then we just have a bunch of them. You could you could find the calendar um, at www.joejamesmusic.com. And so how do you spell J O? Just J O. There's no E, right? No E. Yeah, J O J A M E S music.com, and that you can find all the shows and and everything else. Can you can people download your music there or buy your CDs? Yes, yes. Uh, right at the top of the page, there's a link to buy this this brand new EP, mm-hmm. um, and then that'll lead you to um, all my other music as well. Great. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna post that link on my web post about the show, so Sweet. later tonight people can just go there and click on it and great from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for for. Coming into the studio to do this interview. Thanks for having me. It was good to meet you. Yeah, it's always awkward talking about myself, but (laughs) (laughs) when you you have someone as charming as you Um, and beautiful view, it was was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And I look forward to hearing you perform. Yes, absolutely. All right. Thank you. All right. So, um, before Art knocks us off the air, <laughs> I'm going to let everybody know what's coming up next week. Sweet. So next Sunday, oh, next Sunday I'm taking a break because it's my birthday, so we're taking a little break on June 3rd. And then the following Sunday we'll be back here in the Austin studio, and we'll be joined by Teebs Thorbjornsson. I know I said that wrong. She's from Bergen, Norway. I grew up in Virginia, and she's now a resident of South Padre Island, um, establishing the Native Plant Center, and she will be joining us to talk about her journey of transitioning genders um, into the world of being a woman. And I think this is, this is a really important discussion because a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about that, and I think that we can learn a lot from her. So mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to that, and we're going to videotape it. So it'll be on YouTube. And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from the show, get the website links that we talked about during the program, go to my website, drmaracarpel.com. And also be sure to follow me on Facebook to find out about upcoming shows and about my book that is coming out this summer, um, Dr. Mara Carpel, Your Golden Years. And the other Facebook page is strictly about the book. It's The Passionate Life by Dr. Mara Carpell. And you can listen to this evening's program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio. That's B-L-O-G talkradio.com slash your golden years. 
This evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist Dr. Ronald DeVere and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, John Kazander and Joe James. And of course, thank you, Art, and thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone. Need to get home to my bed. A dance is whiskey. I think that it's gone to my head. Hey, do you miss me? Do you even know who I am? It's been a long night, and now I'm trying to find the feeling that I get when I think of you. Another drink to drown this blues. Take me to the river and wash my pain. Yeah, and won't you make me feel? Won't you make me feel? Yeah, make me feel whole again. Any guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show. Oh, wow.